Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. To another week of musicals taught me everything I know. This week, just a host's week. No guests. We're lonely. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, as per usual. <laughs> there's also three of us. We're keeping each other I company. I am one of your three hosts, Julie Eisentrager. And with me, we have... It's me, KB. On the buttons again this week, KB. What? And... Zancy Weber. Just chilling like a Free villain. Free from the buttons. Freed from the buttons. He's freed from the buttons. He's free from the hosting duties. It's crazy. What Have are you, you doing with yourself yeah. over there, Zane? Um, I don't know, just, just um, brushing up on some facts about Fun Home. Oh, oh you know, yes. your homework. <laughs> well, just, I just oh. got it open. <laughs> I've, listened, I've Honestly, I've listened to this... This show so many times this week because this is one of the shows where I forget how much I enjoy it. Yeah. Until I listen to it, I'm like, yeah, I'm having a bad day. I'm just going to listen to this over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we are talking about Fun Home today. And because we have no guests, mm-hmm. that means we need to cast each other Oy. in Fun Home. Again, I think it's an easy one for me. <gasps> it's an easy one for you in that you would be. Bruce. Yeah, I was about to say Bruce. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the gay dad. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. I, honestly, I think it would be a stretch for me. I, I find it hard to play unlikable characters because my instinct is always to make a character likable where Bruce has to be unlikable. Relatable, but okay. unlikable. There are those three, I can't always, relatable, likable and something else that even a villain needs to have or understandable, unlikable. Yeah. yeah, understandable. That... A villain in inverted commas needs to have. Yeah, I th- okay. and that's the thing. He's not a villain. He's yeah. a conundrum. Yeah, and he's not a very nice person. <laughs> Imagine no. being described as, as a, a conundrum. conundrum. I'm sure somebody has used that to describe me before. <laughs> isn't, isn't there a whole thing in King and I about that? Probably. I don't know. We're not we're big not musical fans. <laughs> <laughs> we're also not talking about the King and I guys. I don't think it's very hard to cast me in this show either. Small Alison. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but I was um, like, I think I know. It's it's look with my career track. That is the well, you could be one. medium, Allison. I as could well. be medium, Allison um, as well. I mean, while you're at it, why not be Allison? Uh, I just don't think anyone would believe me as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> but you could try. I could definitely try. Um, all right. Well, if you're small and medium, Allison, that then in that trajectory, that makes me Helen. I mean, with Miranda not here, I think you are, Alice. <laughs> I think you are, Helen. Thank you, are um, Helen. I think if Miranda was here, she would be Helen and you would be Alice. Yeah. 
that's uh, that's uh, that's two episodes in a row now, guys. We've gone like, if Miranda was here, well, you would play her this. Her is the drunk mother, <laughs> and the- while Helen isn't drunk. She's, She's definitely suffering. Um, <laughs> and that's the tricky part when two of your hosts have pretty much the same casting yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, you are in competition with each other quite often. Yeah, I, I have it easy as the man. <laughs> I have it easy as the small child. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to fight it out for everything else. That was too easy, guys. That was too easy. I mean, we could pick another show, but then what's the point? I know. What is no, the I point? Mean, I've been wanting to talk about this one for a while because I think it is... In the entire scheme of things, underrated. Yeah, absolutely. I think it is an underrated musical. What, uh, everyone, you talk to musical fans and they do love it. Yeah. But you don't hear a lot about it. It's not their go-to. No, and there's not a lot of songs from it that you hear in auditions. No. Not a lot of, of repertoire um, stuff in it. But it is it is such a pretty and engaging musical. I think also it's done something that, musicals haven't done before but this would be going into the next segment oh (laughs) no shall we then i think we shall if i could get this but yeah this one here okay then who might have an elevator pitch for me okay i do this is problematic (laughs) All right, why, starting the timer. why is this problematic? <laughs> I was like, we haven't discussed this. Three. We definitely did. Two. Yeah. One. Start. Okay, so I'm not going to go through the whole plot because mm-hmm. basically the show is a series of vignettes set in mm-hmm. in different times of the of Allison's life. She grew up in a home where uh, she's trying to un- understand why her father is the way that he is. Yeah. She grew up to be a lesbian comic artist. Yeah. And so... It is a translation from the comic book that she made about her mm-hmm. life growing up with her father in this house, this fun home, mm-hmm. um, and exploring different different parts of that life and that experience. So her father is gay um, and had several lovers and boyfriends and assignations during his marriage mm. to her uh, to her mother while restoring this house and while he was obsessed with this house yep. um, that they were living in. And that's pretty much the show. That was um, done in less than a minute, Zane. Yeah, so it's Alison coming to terms with who her father was and why he was the way that he was yeah. and kind of re-exploring the family, the family dynamics that she grew up with, yeah. um, which it, – and it does do all the characters a lot of justice – I mean, it's probably also good to mention that Alison Bechtel is the same Bechtel as the Bechtel test. Bechtel-Williams test, yes. Yes. Um, Bechtel-Wallace test? Wallace. Yes, not Williams. Um, yes, Bechtel-Wallace. And just to see how, uh, which is a, a test to see how women are represented in, in fiction. and, and Whether or not there are more than, there's more than one female character and that they talk about something other than a man in a film. Yeah. Does this then pass the Bechtel test? Um, yes. Y- yes, because it's not a romant. It's not romantically linked. But also, also, there are women talking about themselves. Great. Yeah. So, um, it. Yeah, already mentioned based on her comic book that came out, f- a comic strip that came yes. out first. Yeah. And then, who took over? She didn't write the show. Did no, she? no, she didn't write the show. Um, it was adapted by Lisa Crone and Janine Tesori. So music by Janine Tesori and the book by Lisa Crone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so 
it's it really kind of dives into the uh, relationship with her father, yeah. which is, I guess, it, it's really an interesting thing for someone who relates so much to old people having feelings. <laughs> I don't, other than I don't relate to Bruce okay. at all in the sympathetic way. Yeah, um, which is fair. I honestly think it's because I myself am a, am a gay man yeah. and I have a lot of problems with the choices that he made and the way that he dealt with his life mm-hmm. choices. Fair. Um, in that he chose to get married and have a family while maintaining uh, illicit romances on the side. Yeah. So it was developed um, through a number of like readings and performances <clears throat> from uh, 2009 to 2012 uh, it opened off-Broadway in 2013 mm-hmm. um, and the run was extended several times until 2014. Yeah. Uh, then it uh, it went to Broadway yeah, in 15. Yeah, opened on the West End last year. So and did you get to see I it? I didn't. I entered <laughs> the lottery so many times, guys, but it was not in the cards for KB. <laughs> um, and I just couldn't get a ticket. I couldn't get a ticket to it. It, w- it was highly popular. Um, and should be. Um, yeah. So it was nominated for 12 Tony Awards. Yeah. But it only won five. I mean, five is still pretty. Important. Including Best Musical. Still so more like Tonys than I one. have. <laughs> best Musical, Best Score, Best Book. Like the three. The three good, the three big ones. Big ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, my, probably my, f- be- my favourite fun fact um, is that <laughs> This was the first time um, on Broadway that we saw a lesbian, fe- like a lead character. Protagonist, yeah. yeah. Um, but also it's the very first show to win Best Musical that was written exclusively by women. Um, it that, seems like a really long time for that to a happen. A really long time. and not just four like, years ago. <laughs> right? And like not just Best Book but also Best Score. It's, it's, it's yeah, it. Definitely took a step forward <laughs> that way. I mean, since we've gotten the prom, obviously, which also shows a, a lesbian, a lesbian pro- character, yeah. uh, protagonist. My, my silence is me trying to find out whether Beth Malone herself is in fact lesbian. She looks a lot like uh, Alison Bechdel. In she her, like, looks a lot like, like her. The <laughs> photos, I try and post them on the Instagram, um, but yeah, it's... They've got She's, the likeness. She yeah. is a um, LGBTQ supporter, but as far as I can see in her um, biography, oh, there we go. Spouse Rochelle. Yeah. I assume that is a woman. Yeah. There you go. Um, this show between 2014 and 2015 was the first show to um, break even. It broke even wow. in eight months on Broadway, which – it's a pretty so the first show of the season. Yeah, break even. Yeah, yeah. First show of the season to break even. Um, it was yeah, complete. And I guess it was the same when it went to the West End. Is that it sold out so quickly? Yeah, because people were so well, it excited is, it about is the it. The smash of that year. Yeah, like of the of that of that year. But again, I think it is. It's kind of gone a little bit by the wayside. Yeah, because we've had like a series of big names come in after it that have kind of swept the zeitgeist. A little bit more, yeah. Like Hamilton and Dear Evan Hansen, etc. Absolutely. But you were saying of Airzine that you've listened to the soundtrack so much over the week because you forget 
how I much you how like much it. I like it. And yeah. I think that is the same with everyone. And that's why when it first gets announced, people flock to it mm. because they're like, oh, yeah, this show is so good. Like, that's right. Oh, my goodness. I've got a couple of um, quotes from reviews that kind of sum it up really well. Um, I'm going to call this guy Joe of the New York Daily News purely because I cannot for the life of me say his last name. Sure. Um, He called the musical achingly beautiful and said that it speaks to one family and all families torn by secrets and lies. Um, He listed it one of his top ten for 2013. There is also um, Charles McNulty of the Los Angeles Times, though mildly critical of a few of the show's elements, was still impressed with Fun Home, saying there have been plenty of new American musicals better put together than Fun Home, but I can't think of one in recent years that has touched me as much with its tender, ironic and courageous vulnerability. I think that is the thing because it's – Particularly because you see three different ages of Alison too, mm. like you can't help but empathise in some, like you will connect to some of it in some mm-hmm. way, no matter what. Well, yeah, more than any other musical, I felt that this musical represented that growing up queer and having this realisation of the life that you can have in this first love um, and kind of connection with another person after everyone else and Mm. realising that this is something that you can have too. I think it represents the queer, that that queer coming of age better than any other text, movie and book included that I've ever kind of consumed. Um, And I think that's probably something that only other queer people will kind of latch on to. I think the big themes are the family and the lies that are told. Um, But... Yeah, when she first kind of like connects with another lesbian on campus, it's kind of like, oh, this is really good. This is yeah. a really good representation because there's nothing sleazy or salacious. It is all kind of just like 100% happy lesbian story. Yeah. And you don't see that. No, you really don't. <laughs> um, this is another musical that I, well, came to me, I like to say, came to me through um, just. Uh, similar similar titles so it was just one that you know whatever soundtrack I had to mm. listen to for this podcast <laughs> was playing it was one that had popped up afterwards yeah. and it wasn't until you know re-listening to the entire um, uh, cast recording over the last couple of days I was like oh my goodness yeah this like all this music that I've heard and gone that's a great song yeah. but have been driving or busy and not been able to see what it is actually comes from this musical yeah and the amount of times in the car this afternoon that song came up and you're like, I know this one. <laughs> it was a lot, guys. It was a lot. It yeah. was like every second song. Um, but there's something like, let's have a look, 27 songs on the cast recording. And I would dare say each one of them a banger in its own yeah. right. Yeah, I mean, Zane's favourite question is what's our favourite song, right? <gasps> I have one that you will not be able to guess. <gasps> So I would like you to try and guess my favourite song. I wonder if it's the same one as mine. Because I find that this is a weird pick for me. I'm um, sure, now I'm trying to work out a weird pick. For- would it? Uh, for, well, uh, is it? The, I feel like it might be the same one that I like. It might be. I don't Say know. yours, Jules. I think it was called... It seems to fit there. Um, come to the fun, come to the fun home, <laughs> which is like the ad they do for fun home, and it was so entertaining. 
is very entertaining. Not, not the it. one. Not um, the one. Is it? Oh, I'm just gonna. Th- is <laughs> just it? Pick one. Anyone? Pony girl. It is not Pony Girl <laughs> either, uh, though that also would be a weird pick for me. Are we close? <laughs> um, you're not far away. Um, in, it, in terms of, like, numerically... You is ver- it later or earlier? It's a bit later than Pony Girl. Okay. Like a bit, bit, or like a bit? A bit, bit. I would... The it's Ring of Keys. Oh. I was going to go for Days and Days after me too. that. that was my days and Days guess. I do love. I, okay. I love Helen. Helen, I love <laughs> Helen. Um, I probably love Helen. On behalf of Miranda and I, will take it. Thank you. <laughs> I think I think even more than Alison, I commiserate with Helen so much. Again, growing up yeah. queer in a, in a rural community, my first experience yeah. with gay men is usually the older gay men who are married and are in the closet and I can't help but hate what they're doing to their wives. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that that's why I don't think I ever really relate to Bruce. Yeah. But I love Helen and Days and Days is one of my favourite songs. And that's where your, um, your emotions for old people come in. Yeah. It's purely with Helen in this case. Yeah. Interesting. Any more fun facts, guys? I mean, my favourite song is um, Raincoat of Love. Nice, yeah. <laughs> As we discovered in the car. I was, I was like, I like this one. <laughs> Started dancing. It has so many weird tonal shifts, this musical. It really musical. does. Uh, I, I think that's why I like it. Yeah. Is because the shifts are subtle enough but effective. Yeah, because I, I, I think it being presented in these vignettes that are like out of time with each other, you get to learn kind of about the past and then the future yeah. and then what happened in the It in just keeps, keeps little old ADHD, me over here, <laughs> entertained. <laughs> Shall we move on to the lessons we've learned? Yes. This is going to be a big one. talk about how underrepresented lesbians are in musical theatre. Yes. Absolutely. I can I can only name two shows off the There uh, there are there are some with lesbian characters but, but not in the same way. Not about lesbian no. stories. No. Yeah, well yeah, yeah true cuz rent they're, they're like a side story. They're literally like together not together together not together yeah. happy. And the way that they're yeah. portrayed is not Healthy. Healthy, either. <laughs> I um, mean, rent's not about healthy relationships. No, it's not. No, it's <laughs> pay your rent, guys. <laughs> Tim um, Tim yeah, but Benny. Fun it, Home and the Prom. That it this long um, yeah. to, to get... Because, I mean, homosexual mm-hmm. has homosexuality and the homosexual scene. It's always been a huge part of musical theatre and Broadway. Yeah. But I think, yeah, with the men as usual, have kind of always taken the the front seat in the representation. And I'm so... Like, this musical is such a a sweet representation of a lesbian story. Because even Fun Home, Mm -hmm. you have that, um, I guess, you'd call like tokenism of lesbian... Because it is about people going and making a big deal about this the lesbian. About the... Yeah, the prom. What did I say? Fun Home. Sorry. The prom. Yeah. Um... So it is, is kind of an examination of that yeah. thing, whereas Fun Home is just a really true story that just happens to be about a lesbian. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, the fact that it took so long is the lesson that I learned because I just assumed that there were stories and yeah. I didn't think about it. Well, that's the thing. We have uh, here in Brisbane a Melt Festival. It's a theatre festival for the LGBTI 
A plus. I always miss a letter. Um, you can just say industry. LGBT plus. <laughs> Great. Um, community. And it was I was discussing with friends this year is that it is really sad because every musical that goes into that festival is a homosexual relationship, yeah. but we don't yeah. see a lesbian story or love story in a musical theatre format because there just isn't. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there wasn't one, and Fun Home probably isn't available just yet, rights-wise. Yeah. So it is going to take a little while, but it is a, a community that is so underrepresented in, in musical theatre. Um, I think I think there is something to be learned <coughs> Sorry, right. about the discussion of mental health yeah. in Fun Home, because it really is kind of a, a spiritual successor to Next to Normal, mm-hmm. a kind of family dynamic... Um, so I think I think there is so much room for more discussion because even Dear Evan Hansen, while it, one of the main themes is mental health, it really yeah. just kind of skirted the issue without really talking about it. Yeah. Um, whereas this really dived into the deep end and dealt with everyone's trauma. Yeah. Uh, and I think, uh, honestly, I think it has something to do with the the times that we're living in where everyone is feeling really insecure we're seeing a a steer into the more happy-go-lucky fluffy musical which is fine but I love this kind of musical so much yeah Yeah. and weirdly enough someone who really likes a good fluff musical yeah (laughs) I too agree I like this um well I guess well nourished and well explored Mm view on mental health and well sexuality. Well-rounded narrative. Yeah. yeah. How interesting when it's written by two females. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think so often you do get presented um, many musicals that really try to prove a point. Mm. Yeah. I think this musical is not trying to prove a point. No. It's just giving you a view. And I think partially too because it's based on, you know, her life. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 that's real that's it i think so the stimulus can connect is with it grounded in in truth and it had like the like the comic strip is very clear yeah so i think yeah the team of women have done a really great job of being like let's just tell a story yeah and give it justice it's so we pretty. don't need to we don't need to fluff it up with anything let's just put some truth on stage yeah. and see what happens and it's great <laughs> Well, obviously would... people responded to it because, honestly, it was up against one of the fluffiest musicals in recent history for the Tony, Something Rotten, <laughs> and it, it beat it out. It's so yeah. fluffy. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and also Christian Ball, right? <laughs> yeah, but, like, again, mostly fluffy. Uh, any other lessons, guys? Oh, uh, it's the... not... Yes, <laughs> it's yeah. a very hard one for me to have lessons from. I have I've, like I've heard the soundtrack in in pieces and yeah. um, over the last week or so as one, but um, having not seen it, yeah, is really hard for me mm. to, to draw more from. I guess there are there are people in my life who have uh, married women who are gay men who've had children and it's been family members and people I've worked with and although when it all came out I was like oh I just I don't there were a lot of mixed feelings I guess I never I never had any idea the effect it would have on a family Mm, mm, absolutely I saw it from an outsider's perspective but this show I think was like oh yeah there's a lot of of deep-seated stuff that doesn't get 
aired when that mm. kind of stuff happens mm-hmm. because there is kind of still a taboo around it for whatever reason. I'm yeah. not sure why. Well, well, even in the musical, when it comes out that he is gay and she is a lesbian and there is a whole part of the musical about like how she feels that this should be a place where they can connect yeah. but because there's so much there's so this huge wall of lies that yeah. lie between them they just can't connect on that level mm. and then he dies yeah. so it's not there to be had yeah. um you can't you can't <laughs> not have known that Boy, this question mark? No, like no. Listen to the show. It's like very evident. Yeah, it's (laughs) it's Uh, about her re-examining. Was it done in a metaphor? Because I may not have got it. (laughs) No, No, I'm I'm sure it's pretty clear. (laughs) Um, Because it well, he dies, but a big part of the show is her trying to figure out whether or not it was an accident or suicide, and how she wants to feel about that. Um, So it, it is. Yeah, it doesn't shy away. No. From these experiences. And those kind of family dynamics, it's not just for people dealing with that issue. There, are di- There's dysfunction in every family. Mm. So it is that kind of universal theme of like, you have people in your family that you just are like, no, I'm t- like, I'm done I mean, with I come you. from a family where we just don't talk about problems. Yeah. Like, it's not that we actively discourage people from talking about yeah. problems. It's just, they won't be brought up. Yeah. And I have had to unlearn that behaviour yes. in my life um, so that I can go in and try and make my family unlearn that yeah. behaviour. Um, I think, too, it, when like, they are particularly good gator, like it's it's a, a little alarm that goes off in me and I just know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can be a photo. Like I don't even have to have ever met the person. I just know. Very good at it. Great track record. <laughs> but this also shows when people when people are like, oh, that, that person's married, Julie. They're not gay. I'm like, oh, worst excuse ever. Yeah, yeah it's I'm not like, necessarily. That's a not a thing. Proof. Yeah, <laughs> stop, stop telling me he's married. Therefore, he's not gay. Yeah. Um, I think there's also something to be said about adapting a musical from a comic. Yeah, I mean, it's not the first time it's happened. It's not the first time, but it is rare. It is rare. Especially when we're seeing so many adaptations. It's yeah. one of the more successful times. I mean, I can only think of one other show that's I got two, so let's do that later. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think there is this world of indie comics and comics that aren't about superheroes yeah. that are just full of so many great stories yeah. that I think would be great to put on stage. In, on stage in a musical yeah um because i think what this shows really is that the medium of a musical can add to the emotion of a story yeah a comic really is great for getting the narrative and the author's point of view across yeah. but i think music and adding music to that narrative really gets the emotion to the audience about the narrative and, yeah. and ups the empathy. Use effect- used effectively, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And I guess we've also learned, and it's not the first time again that we've learned it, that um, audiences want a topic that start a conversation. Yeah. They want to go into that dive of... They want to learn something. They want, yeah. yeah. They want to feel something. They want to learn something. They want to be affected by something because the show does not stop selling out. <laughs> like... <laughs> Guys, shall we move on to our dream cast? Yes, let's. (laughs) 
was quite a deep timber there, KB. Yeah, I'm just seeing what my range is, guys. I had to uh, look up to see if it was yours. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. This. Okay. All right. We can do this. Where are we putting <sighs> Zach Efron in this show? I just, I guess he's <sighs> Bruce no, no, he'll be the Roy, Mark, yeah. Pete, Bobby, Jeremy, yes. the the side the everyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. For Bruce, I want Brian Darcy James. Oh my goodness, so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think he's he's really good at playing that understated, yeah, self centered character. Weirdly yeah. downtrodden as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, like it's not that Bruce isn't a victim. He's a victim of the way that society treats homosexuals, et cetera, et cetera. But when it comes down to it, he's made these choices that he has to live with and he's having a lot of trouble, especially later in the musical, with the repercussions of the choices that he's made. So I think I've seen Brian Darcy James bring that, uh, I think, think gravitas to what is otherwise going to be a rather unlikable character. Absolutely. I mean, he didn't have time when it originally came out because he was uh, in something run. So yes. <laughs> he was. He was busy. Yes, he was. <laughs> um, but I would probably. Oh, it was the guy who played Dan in Next to Normal. Mm. Let me Google Next to Normal and stop making that noise. <laughs> stop it. Um, again, he's. It's. I guess. I think he would be good. I just can't remember his name. He. He. His, his name, name is. is Oh no, they didn't put the original characters in. <laughs> scroll, scroll, scroll. And his name is ma, 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 ma. Um, who, while <laughs> Julie Googles for me, which I could have probably done myself. Um, oh, Aaron Tveit. No, Brian Darcy James as Dan. As Dan. No, the second guy who played him. Okay, Broadway. <sighs> he was the, the husband of the lady playing. Um, um, Jason Delaney as Dan. No, maybe it was Brian Darcy James, guys. Well, that's it. It's a unanimous. <laughs> and and honestly, I know I, I know that I'm a huge culprit of this, but I can't go past the original casting of Beth Malone for Allison. Oh, like it the was lo- good. the like her, My also only her voice other. amazing. Yeah. But like the look-alike factor mm. is unreal. Like, that blew my mind when I looked up a picture of Beth Malone. <laughs> and also, like, she can pull off the emotion. Yeah. She's it very is, good. Yeah, like, Alison really carries this show. Um, and if I had to put Audra in somewhere, Audra as Helen, um, I don't think that is an integral casting. No. Um, but I do think Audra could do it. My other... My... Um, for Alison... It would be oh, I can't say her name. Jen Col Colella. Um, she oh. is in Come From Away, so she oh. plays Annette Beverly Bass. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was announced a couple of weeks ago that she's uh, leaving oh. Come From Away. Oh, wow. So she will be. Uh, she'll be available. She'll be available <laughs> for our fun home. I mean, Judy Coon is a voice we all grew up with, I guess. So <laughs> it's easy to <laughs> hear. Pocahontas sing <laughs> <laughs> Fun Home Right. No, look, let's – the rest of the cast is what, kids? Mm. In Australia, yeah, it will be look, the kids in School of Rock currently that will probably play those characters. Any child in each particular state. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's hard. Or KB. Hard. Or me. 
Oh, for every child. Yeah. For every yeah. child. Look, when fr- I'm so sad that Frozen hasn't called to be like, can you please play young Anna and teenage Anna and then we'll get the adult to play Anna. Is that okay? I'll be like, yeah. That's fine. As long as we don't have a Princess Fiona situation where I have to sing two different things. Um, I mean, I'm happy to do it. Uh, yeah, I agree. Beth Malone, keep her there. Yeah, I, I couldn't think of a of an even equal replacement for Beth Malone in that role. Yeah. Like I'm sure they're out there, but I I just don't yeah, know of them yet. I don't yeah. know of them. Yeah. Um what about Alice Ripley mm-hmm. speaking of Next to Normal? Well, that's what like I was As like Helen, anyone sorry. who yeah. has played the mother in Next yeah. to Normal, a dear Evan Hansen would be able to play Helen easy. She'd right. be right. I mean, honest, honestly, Helen isn't explored as deeply as both Bruce and Alison are. She is She's a very empathetic yeah. character, but it is one slash two note emotionally. Yeah. Uh, at least for me. Which is sad. It could be explored more. Well, I think she provides the fulcrum in which the story of the dad and the daughter are told. Yeah. Because they both feel guilty about what has happened. Yeah. Mm. There's got to be a, a mediator of some mm. sort, right? Mm. Any others to throw at me? No, the like it's a, such a small cast, and when half of your cast is children, yeah. it's that's we're done. We've done all harder. the adults. <laughs> all right, top five list it is. Just gonna put it out there that interstitial is on my top five <laughs> interstitials. Interstitials. <laughs> I, it's my number one Thanks, of our personal interstitial. Um, I'm going to put this on uh, top five non-linear musicals. Yep. Ooh, I like that. Mm. Uh, this is probably list. close, probably close to number one. Mm. What was I thinking of top five? Comic books. Bo- comic strip. books. So comic book strip. This. Book. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. Yes. Mm. Spider Man. Turn off the dark. Turn off the dark. <sighs> you can't not say that. I, mean, I know, but are like, we, we're are not. It was. It's not a, a comic? top. <laughs> it has to be a top because it's one of the only ones. Yeah, but does it make it... Are we differentiating between comics and comic strip, strips? Yeah. Ooh. Because uh, well, Good Man Charlie Brown because then you've also got strip. Snoopy. Yeah. That's very true. Snoopy with and then, three exclamation oh, marks. If you really want to stretch it. I mean, Archie's about to be turned into a musical. So I was going to say, <laughs> I'm sure Universal does a musical version of The Grinch, which at points has a comic. Oh my god! I think we'd class the Grinch as a book. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. Anyway, Look. can't make top five comics. <laughs> we've yeah. if there's any three. we've forgotten, please let us know. Definitely three. Um, obviously top five lesbian yeah. leads. Yeah. Hopefully that will fill up yeah. later. Please, let's mm. see more. Yeah. Uh, I mean it's a sad mum rolls. Yeah. This one, I think, <laughs> there's a lot of them. I think Helen appears on that list for me. Yeah. yeah. Probably not number one, but close. Because yeah. she's she is. Is yeah. Diana your number one? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. Um, um, mm. Top five musicals people forget they love. Yes. Yeah. Like I hate to use the word forget yeah. about this musical, but I do. I do forget that I like it so yeah. much. Um, and I like it even though... Listening to the cast recording, it always pulls at the heartstrings. Yeah. And, like, sometimes I have fatigue from that, but yeah. never, I have yet to get that from this musical. Yeah. I think because, it, yeah, it changes gear mm. so mm. often. 
you top have time. five musicals for people with ADHD to listen to. <laughs> yeah, never get bored. <laughs> um, top five all female creative teams again. Another yeah. one that hopefully the list will fill up. Is this the only one? No, I think there's there another one. We've more. mentioned it before. Yeah. It's the I think it was the first yes. to win an award, but I don't know if it was the first. Would we put it top five LGBTQIA plus? I would. Yeah. I would. I would. Yeah. To treat it seriously, I think definitely. And I think it in its sincerity and its root and truth. Yeah. Because it's never just about the homosexuality. No. It's about the effect that homosexuality has had on these people. Yeah. Mm. And the hiding of it. Yes. And the, and the societal pressures yeah. that come from it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I would definitely put it on my top five list. I, I think it, it deserves to be discussed. It's also not an entirely negative l- view. Not at all. No, it's never so it's never spoken as it's, a negative. It's yeah, it's a really interesting way to see that relationship. Yeah. No one blames mm. Bruce no. for being gay. No. They blame him or they talk about whether or not he should be blamed for the choices he made because of that. Which is yeah. yeah which is what you want to hear. The discussion. Yeah. Like what kind of life could have Helen led otherwise? Yeah. Oh, but uh, you, you, know? you don't know. That's the other thing. You don't you could, don't know. This could be her perfect life. Perfect's a strong word. It could be. It could be Condeed, and it is the best of all possible worlds. Yeah. That Bruce gets hit by a truck. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Any other top fives, guys? To make it dark. (laughs) It got so dark so quick. I don't have any more top fives. I'm all out too, Zane. Um, Fountain of all knowledge. I want to talk about Bruce. Okay. I don't know where he fits on a top five, but Bruce is a problem for me. On an anti-five. I, I immediately dislike him as a character, um, yeah. but I think he's very well written as a character. I think you have to... Yeah. Societal pressures does some weird stuff to people. And I think... Although written very well, and yes, I would not, I do not agree with the choices that he made as uh, in his life. I think it is that one of like, what did we say when he wasn't a villain? <laughs> what was the word? A, 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 an antagonist. No, no, it's that we see. It's not a conniption. A, a, a conundrum. A conundrum. Oh, conundrum. Top yeah. five conundrums. Conundrums. I was scared this gen. I was like, oh, did, did we say something we shouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I, I think. Conundrums. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll accept that. Yeah. Mm. I don't know how to put it. Other. It's like a very broad and yet very specific discussion that I mean, we need well, to have in order to find Do you feel that? sorry for him? Do either of you feel sorry for him? Having only listened to the soundtrack, it's really hard. Mm. I, I need to see this show. This is a just as a need. I need to see this show. Is for it me top to five shows that Julie needs yeah. to see? Yeah, it is I think actually. top five shows people need to see. Mm. Um, it's really hard to, to make an opinion of any of the characters yeah. without seeing their journey. For me, that's just... I think the age the way that he is and knowing the kind of... Expectations of that time. Mm. So the question I was going to ask before: When is this time? Is it very like? Does it have a specific year that it is set in? And do we acknowledge that in the show? Because on Wikipedia, it doesn't have a year. I believe it's the sixties. Okay, but like it bounces around. Listening to it, I thought it was the eighties for some reason. Um, 
So I think if they don't necessarily um, give a specific year for this to be set in and acknowledge a year when it is set, mm-hmm. um, if it's just like open time, then it is hard to sympathise with the Bruce now. I think. Okay, if you, yeah. So like, Alison, in the opening of the show, is set present day. Yeah. And so she's forties then. Yeah. So that would be put at late sixties, early seventies. Okay. Yeah, at the very start when she was kind yeah. of as a child, and, and then eighties and nineties. Ten years onto that, for when he's going through them, like getting married, and yeah. then what do you do? That's the fifties. Yeah. Somewhat like <laughs> I can somewhat sympathise with that. Yeah. Um. It's just yeah. again, I don't. Again, I think it's hard because we have uh, this century's view on it, and we are getting so much more progressive. And there is this kind of question as to why would you want to live that life, and why would you want to put that life onto somebody else? Um, but when you want to so so badly hide who you are, but obviously also at the same time, but it's did also, it? It's like, also not hiding who you are. No. It's hiding who you are. To a select group of people, people. and because then he still went out, and then doing yeah. what you're hiding, yeah, outside, yeah. It 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 is. I it's think hard. a huge, again, a huge discussion that we could probably keep having for the next yeah, hour, well, two hours, three hours. I just I just wanted to know if if you if you both had a different reaction I to Bruce than I did. Struggle, like yeah. I struggle being like what you did is not okay and what you're doing is not okay and on the same time being like I f- I'm so sorry that you felt like that was the choice you yeah. had to make yeah that's you fair know? enough and I think I honestly I think that that's that's where she arrives to yeah at the end when she's talking about his death is like I could view this as justice yeah. or I could view this as tragedy yeah and I don't know how I feel yeah, yeah. and I I think that that is how it is written mm, for him. Yeah. For me, listening to it. It's a deep musical. It, it is a it's, deep it's, musical. It's, yeah. Yeah. On that very deep note, <laughs> it's kind of brought us to the end of our episode today. Um, we don't really have anything to plug. Oh, wait, we do. We have an excellent podcast. We do. Aside from this podcast, we're also on Elvis Lives, a conspiracy theory and, podcast. And Zane is on several other podcasts. Several Many other podcasts. of the other podcasts, including one we are both on, which I can't say on this podcast because it would tag. It's R-rated. It would flag us. Um, so just check out the entire <laughs> catalogue, which you can find at www.thatsnotcanonproductions.com. I frequently go on there and realise how many new podcasts we have. It's a growing family. Blow my own mind that way. Or just that's not canon.com. It has been updated since that sheet has been printed. Uh Oh, sorry. Um, We also have a Facebook, which is Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know, Twitter at Musicals Teach Me, our Instagram as well at Musicals Teach Me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you could email us and say, hey, guys, here are my feelings on Bruce. Here is a six-page assessment on Bruce. Which Zane will probably (laughs) send through to the email. So that KB can (laughs) Let's be real. Uh, Musicals Taught Me podcast at gmail.com. Please, 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 please rate a review, a subscribe, and make sure that um, you can leave a comment, like whether it's positive or negative. Uh, we also have a Patreon, patreon.com, musicals taught me everything I know, where if we get to 1,000 Patreons. 1,000, guys. It's guess not a lot. what Zane has to do. Is it 
The Necronomicon? Yes, yeah, probably. correct. The Necronomicon, guys. We all know you want it. So let's make it happen. Please. A police. Zane with his bad ankles and his uncoordination. Which is what's going to make it great. To be great. fair, Zane, I've never seen the Necronomicon, so you could probably do anything. Also, and like, uh, ah. to be fair, Zane, I wasn't on the episode where they spoke about the Necronomicon, <laughs> so I have no idea I what's going to happen. Nobody was except you and I, Zane. Miranda was there. Miranda was there. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, so Miranda. Just me, KB. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. We will see you guys next week. I've been Julie Eisentrager with... It's me, KB. And... Zancy Weber. Bye. 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 Let's talk about X, baby. Ah, crappy relationships, the bane of our collective existence. But what do we learn from our mistakes? I'm relationship columnist Liz Best. And I'm funny guy Tom Harris. Ghosts of Boyfriends Past will chat to guests about love gone wrong and take you on a journey through the funny, tragic, horrifying... And sometimes just plain bonkers stories about that crazy little thing called love. It's like a group therapy session. With two people completely unqualified to be leading it. New episodes drop fortnightly on Thursday, so join in to hear tales of heartbreak and woe and hopefully wind up a little wiser or drunker for it. That's Not Gunner Productions podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.